Hello and welcome to the 46th episode of Jedi Eternal. I'm one of your hosts, Andrew Bullen, alongside my best friend, Aww. and don't leave your computer anywhere near him, Wait, what? <laughs> Braxton Taylor. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're referring to on you that one. You do know what you're referring to. This man uh, has computer issues like no oh, other. Oh, well, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. It's I not mean, my computer. Well, I did, it's not well, my computer. But, but it's in your hands. Uh, this 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 guy, um, oh, computer is gosh. is broken like every other day, and so we were talking about it earlier. So I just it's a work on. computer. Okay, but, it's not my personal computer. But I did say one nice thing. Well, I'm glad so you kind of balanced it I out balanced there. It out this <laughs> time. I know you've been offended. You lately. said you said a nice thing about me, and then you brought in like a crippling, stress-filled thing that I'm dealing with recently. <laughs> How you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. good doing good. good. I'm glad to be on the podcast today. So good, good. How are you? I'm I'm doing all right. I have a story to tell, but uh, but we'll get to that in just a minute. Oh, okay. First, before we get into anything else, I want to kind of just right off the bat talk about our plans for our one year extravaganza. Oh. Um, yeah, as some of you may know, we are right around the corner from us being on Jedi Eternal for a year. Yeah, which is yeah. kind of crazy. Um. We just want to kind of give you guys a little heads up on what is planned for that. So, first off, we'll have a normal podcast episode. Um, but this is going to be some, we're going to be doing something that a lot of people have asked for. A lot of people have been waiting for us to do since the get go, and we have purposely waited. And that is to do our um, ranking of the Star Wars movies. So we're going to rank all of those. Who knows? We may be, maybe we'll even throw in the the TV series somewhere in there. I don't know, but we're going to be ranking all of that. So that's going to be a really uh, interesting time. We'll go. We'll dive deep into oh, yeah. our reasonings. It's be so good. Um, it, I'll be interested to see how me and Braxton's list compare. All of that. It's going to be a good time. So make sure you. Uh, we we might release that a little early. We'll let mm-hmm. you guys know um, that that might end up being released Friday night yeah. instead of Saturday at two. Um, if that is the case, we will of course let you guys know on all of our social media. Yeah. Um, and then uh, also part of the celebration is we are going to have a. Um, a big live event for you guys to all be a part of. We're going to be playing games. We're going to have the big reveal of our merch store. Oh, yeah. Um, We're going to also have a big giveaway. Um, So you might be getting something from our merch store and uh, maybe even uh, an upcoming book release. So uh, be around for that. Um, and we'll be uh, maybe bringing on some guests. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and just a lot of stuff. Um, oh, yeah. In, in celebration of our one year. And that's going to start. That's going to be on Saturday the... Uh, I should have my I think calendar. think it's the 30th, up. right? Well, hold on a second. Yes, the 30th. Yeah. Saturday the 30th at 5 o'clock Eastern time. So uh, yeah, we wanted to try to make it a... A uh, time that everyone can be a part of. Hopefully, mm-hmm. all of our friends um, over in the UK will be able to join us for this as right. well. Um, and so, again, that's going to be at five o'clock. We have all kinds of stuff planned. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. So make sure you are a part of that. Yeah, super excited to, to do that. <laughs> Sage is uh, Sage. going ham on this uh, squeaky ball. Uh, no, but yeah, we just kind of want to bounce because I know you know even if we start at uh, five e- at five p.m. Eastern Standard Time, those of you in Greenwich mean you know it's going to be it's going to be ten, so it's going to be later for you guys. No matter what we do, but it's going to be super early for the people like in California. So it's trying to balance it. It is difficult. That's the difficult part about people ha- having people uh, you know 
all over the different time zones and stuff. So anyway, so we're super, super, super excited to do that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just so many things going on. And just to celebrate our, our, our one year, that's just a really, really cool achievement. And uh, so anyway, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So with that being said, um, yeah, uh, I had an eventful week. Um, oh, really? Yes. 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 This, this is this, this infamous story you're telling me about. Yeah, I wanted to tell you. I wanted to tell you on the podcast because I figured it was interesting enough um, that it'd be fun. It's something funny to to tell everyone. So, uh, I decided I was going to do the backsplash in my kitchen this week. Okay, <laughs> nice. And so I've never done that before, and so I figured that I would attempt it. And and so I got the the tools for it. I borrowed it from my cousin. He's nice enough to allow me to borrow his Aww, stuff nice. uh, Monday night. And so, like, Tuesday, you know, I think I'm going to start on it. Well, things kept happening this week that would not allow me <laughs> to get started on this project, okay? Yes, yes and, actually. And so, one of these things was, so Tuesday, uh, ended up, long to make a long story short, I ended up getting a new refrigerator, and mm. so I had to get rid of the other refrigerator. Somebody came to buy it. It was a. It was. It was quite the event <laughs> trying to get that. Re- You've seen my refrigerator; it was massive. Yeah, very big. It was, yeah. it was uh, hard to get it out um, through the doors because it doesn't like fit through the door. And <laughs> came then, with the house. And then this guy like brought a trailer, and <laughs> oh, like he didn't gosh. really like have any straps or anything for it. It was a big long thing. Oh wow! So we finally did that. We th- and then I had to go and get this other refrigerator that my, my parents were giving me because they got a new refrigerator mm. and I'd already helped them get their new refrigerator in. Nice. And now I'm getting, bringing this one to my house to put in. <laughs> so lots of refrigerating going on. And, uh, yes. hopefully I never touch another one. <laughs> Bob Vance. So anyways, so I had this refrigerator. It's like 10 o'clock. Um, when it's finally like in my house and stuff and me and my dad are like, you know what? We're like, we're feeling good about it. We're like, let's hook up the hook up the water line. Yeah. And now well. listen, I've never had <laughs> I've never had running water in a refrigerator. I've never had ice in my refrigerators <laughs> growing up. Like this was yeah. like the high life getting this hooked up, right? So I hook it up. Like this is crazy. Like this is this is something I've never experienced for. I'm like living I'm living like never before. Oh, naturally. You're the and king of the castle. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so like I'm like, I'm gonna go to bed and and my wife is gonna wake up and she's gonna be so excited. She's gonna be able to use it, like you know, pour the some fresh water in her cup, oh, use the ice, and she's gonna be like, "Wow, my husband's awesome." And um, but so I go to bed. her surprise. <laughs> so I go to bed. Uh, <laughs> well, I wake up the next morning to uh, my wife frantically <laughs> running in the, into no. the bedroom, and she goes, "She goes, Andrew. She goes, there's water all over the house." Oh no, no. <laughs> so I get up. Um, I, I start walking towards the kitchen. Um, there are, there's standing water all over my house, like puddles, like, wow. Yes. So (laughs) the, the water line had came loose No. and it flooded my house. The, the entire kitchen floor was, was full of water. My living room was full of water. Oh, Um, it even went back into my, my daughter's room and, and into her carpet in there, which was, oh, wow. So oh, wow. <laughs> yes, it was everywhere. It was not. This I wonder was not, why a fan was on in there. <laughs> <laughs> this was not a. Uh, a, a well, did you, did you also wonder why my our rug was out like in the. Honestly, front yard? I didn't really notice oh, that. Yeah. I wasn't paying attention, mm. but it makes sense now. <laughs> Anyways, so it, it 
you know what? Hire just hire someone that knows what they're doing <laughs> if you're gonna do something like that. <laughs> so moral of the story. <laughs> well, well, and I you know actually, um, I don't know exactly what 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 went wrong, but my dad's done that many times, and he's the one that hooked it up. So um, uh, blame on him. I so <laughs> I I don't know what happened. I don't necessarily know that it was his fault as much as like something was messed up with the plumbing. But anyways, but yeah, water everywhere. So then like I'm dealing with that all of Wednesday. Needless to say, things have continued to happen to the point where we're here on Friday and I still have not got my backsplash done. So, you know, my man was living in Kaminoa for for a little while. (laughs) Or Camino, I mean. Camino for a while, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, well, it kind of felt like I was like like in a swamp or something and I had this water like you know like uh, my feet is literally like water like up to my ankles in some areas and then like and then and then I got all these plants that my wife has everywhere it's just like you're I was living it, out it's and, like you're living in Jumanji out, yeah, over here in Jumanji so <laughs> Dagobah or something <laughs> anyways um yeah, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, it, it's it's been a week to remember, that's for sure. I, I, I'm, I glad, I'm glad you had a good time. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know that I would say I had a good time, but, uh, you know, often we don't really go in too much into our personal lives on here, yeah, but yeah. but I felt like that was a story worth, uh, <laughs> worth telling. Worth documenting and for the I'm sure <laughs> everyone is enjoying uh, my suffering, so. Well, if it makes you feel better, I'm enjoying it. So yeah. Well, I knew you would, too, and that's also why I, I figured you'd get a good kick out of it. <laughs> oh. So that was my week. Um, I'm not going to talk about mine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. Well, you already heard a little glimpse of his. His his computers don't work when he touches them. So, Um. (laughs) yeah. Long story. (laughs) Anyway. But moving on, let's actually get into some Star some Wars Star now. Wars stuff, yeah. uh, now that you guys have heard about our weeks, um, <laughs> let's just jump right into the news. Now, don't forget uh, about what all those things we just talked about uh, that's coming up. Uh, don't forget about those uh, about those events. Um, that live event we're going to have is going to be a really awesome time, and we definitely want you guys yep, to absolutely. all be a part of it. Absolutely. Okay, so... Jumping right into it, our first news story is Star Wars Empire at War gets big patch 15 years after release. Wow. Now, some of you may not know what Empire at War is. Some of you may just have said, wait, is he serious? Yes, I'm serious. (laughs) The old PC game, Empire at War... Um, which I owned, but I never had a PC that could run it. I would... <laughs> yeah, naturally. <laughs> about every other month, I would put the disc back in, hoping that somehow it would magically work, and it never did, because my computers were old. <laughs> we just prayed over it every night and hoped, it, hoped the RAM would just naturally grow or something. <laughs> <laughs> I would just nat- God would naturally put a, a new graphics card in my... <laughs> Our new RTX 3000 or something. Anyways, um, yeah, so here's the thing. They, uh, along with some fans that just really care about the game, the community, um, they have collaborated to make this um, this big patch for it, which has introduced a decent amount of cut content that never made to the game. Yeah. As long uh, alongside a bunch of just quality of life changes and fixes. And, um, yeah, this is a game that was from 15 years ago. So it's just interesting that there's yeah. <laughs> still people out there that care enough to do this so, stuff to it. So was this an official, like, like was this a fan thing or was this official update? I, I believe it's 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 pretty much just a fan thing. Um, yeah. I mean, at this point, the whoever developed... Empire at War. I'd have to look it up, but I, I mean, who knows if they're even a studio at this right. point? I don't. I don't really know. Um, oh, they're uh, developed by Petroglyph Games, 
and published by LucasArts. So Petroglyph, I don't even know. That. I've never even heard of them, so probably not a, um, <laughs> a big uh, studio anymore, if I had to guess. Uh, let's see here. I'm clicking on This that. here says that the previous update dropped in 2018, so Petroglyph has been regularly taking care of the game. Oh, wow. I think okay. I think that they are, they're taking care of the game, but I don't know how much of like the, that developers truly like working on the game as much as like fans right, are working right. on it and they're and they're like helping them implement it inst sure. into it officially yeah um yeah, that's pretty interesting though i mean i i'm glad that people are really enjoying it and things are getting updated on it that's that's obviously awesome you know yeah i think it's cool that a game that old can can survive for so long and even be getting a, an update yeah um, for sure especially in in times where these days like a game has a lifespan of some games have like a lifespan of a year and then they just like <laughs> right, drop like right. you know drop all content and, and yeah. support for it so i think it's cool to see something like this survive for so long and still have people that care about it so. i agree yeah and and here's here's the here's the hoping that we get some new games and all these new game releases we're getting with uh, star wars games um with lucasfilm uh, games, yeah. yeah lucasfilm games excuse me um that uh, hopefully we get some games that's going to last that long too because people like it so much sure so, yeah that'd be awesome yeah all right, so our next news piece for this week is Andor series. So the Cassian Andor series that we have been long waiting for apparently won't have K2SO in the show, at least at first, according to Alan Tudjik. So, you know, obviously that kind of is kind of like a rumor because we don't know it for a fact, but we figured we'd put it in the news because since Alan Tudjik is kind of the, the man himself, you know, he's saying this. Um, you know, he, that's a pretty credible source, naturally, the person who plays K2. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, uh, it, it, you know, we talked about this multiple times in the past ep uh, few episodes. It is completely possible that he's lying, and he wants this to be this big reveal. But I, I tend to believe him a little bit on this, and uh, that's why, again, we put it in the news. <clears throat> but I will say that I think that most likely, especially since he said at first, it's one of those things where, where Cassian has just hasn't met k2 yet and then as the show progresses then we're going to get that character to come in so what do, you, what do you think about that yeah i mean i would say you're probably right on that i i do think it's kind of weird though that that this is being said now because if you remember back um in 2019 um at d23 they brought they brought both um the cassian andor actor Diego Luna, I believe is his name. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, and um, and and K2SO's actor. They they both came out there and and were talking about this show they were doing together and right. and everything. And then right. you know we went to celebration and we sat down and watched them interview um, Alan about about yep. him coming and doing this show. And so it's interesting that that now. He's all of a sudden like, well, I'm not, I'm not in it. Yeah, right we're now. not in it. Yeah, and it's like, wait, what? I mean, you've been talking about this show <laughs> right. for a long time. Yeah, and and so to me, that tells me there must have been some some creative changes that have happened, right. some story changes that have have changed since since back in 2019 when we when we were hearing a lot about this show for the first time. Right. Uh, which is natural, I think, uh, for for things to have changed between then and now. Mm -hmm. um, but I think as far as why he's not in it, I agree with you. I think it's probably because um, they're waiting for a certain point to bring him in. Yeah. And... I mean, he. I mean, he basically says he's eventually going to be in it, right? I mean, I, well, he says at least at first. 
So so he won't it, the show won't include K2SO at least at first. So he's trying to like kind of give this presumption that it's possible, but he actually doesn't know, you know. So he, he says right here, they're shooting it right now. I'm not in it, but if it stays on the air, stories keep getting told. I'll end up in there. Well, I mean, there's like a billion episodes compared to the Mandalorian and rumors that it's going to go on longer. I have no doubt that K2 is going to be in it. For those of you who care about K2, don't. I wouldn't be too worried. I I, I highly expect him to be in there. Yeah, yeah, I do too. It's just. It's just weird that, it is that, weird, that this yeah. this change has happened. Um, but yeah, I'd say eventually he'll be there. Um, it, it maybe sounds like he's not in the first season, though. Well, I will say this, all. though. Yeah, because initially the way they talked, that, oh, yeah, just right off the rip, you know, he's going to be in there. He was going to be in the first episode. You know, that, that's that's way we presumed anyway because of how they talked. And when we had we went to some of the, the panels and things of that nature, like you said, that that's what we all kind of felt and thought. Um but I will say that, uh, uh, you know, like you said, with creative differences, that's always possible. And we thought that the Cassie and Andor show was going to come out in 2020. We thought for a long time that that was going to be the case. But we never, like, and all 2020 came almost and went by. We didn't even get a name for it until the very end, you know. So, obviously, there were some differences and creative differences. And obviously, you know, the pandemic, stuff like that, that's going to affect it. But overall, I definitely think that there's just probably some creative differences and they to to maybe give some ability for the the show to last more than one season, they want to maybe set it back maybe even further in time where he hasn't met K two yet, and then that way people want K two, so they're like, oh yeah, let's let's wait till season two or whatever, and then we can get K two and their, their first meeting. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, who knows? We'll yeah. see what happens. All right, well let's go to our final news story of the day, and uh, this is a new Star Wars book that has been revealed. Um, straight from StarWars.com, and it is a biography called mm-hmm. Skywalker, A Family at War. This is to be released spring of 2021, and um, it is being written by Kristen Baver. I don't know that I've ever heard of her before. Yeah, um, I haven't either. But yeah, she's, she's basically um, telling the story of the Skywalkers in a biographical, like, like, biography. Biographical. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Biographical um, uh, version of it, I guess, in a sense. And That's kind of cool. treating it like kind of uh, more like a, like a real history Like a type. more historical yeah. type. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. that should be uh, pretty interesting to read. I'm sure I'll pick it up. Yeah. Again, I don't know that we have an official release date just yet, but it is going to be sometime in the spring. Yeah, that's actually really cool. Um, you know, that seems like a very interesting... Uh, that seems like a very interesting concept. I like the idea. I, I love I love historical biographies, and uh, the fact that they're going to take the series of events that happened to the Skywalker family um, and, and create some some something similar would be very very interesting. So, yeah, I absolutely think that uh, that'd be really cool. Yeah, she she uh, has on here. She said, "From the outset, I knew I wanted to treat the family as if they were real people with compassion and empathy, while simultaneously crafting an unflinching portrait of their accomplishments and their failures." These characters are larger than life, yet so fragile and unmistakably human. And that comes into focus when you study how their actions impact the greater galaxy and their family. 
and it goes on to say that you know this will this will start with with Shmi Skywalker and and go through and with you know Luke and Leia and or and well sorry and Anakin Luke and Leia and then of course with uh, Ben Solo so yeah and Ray so. and well actually it does mention Ray <laughs> oh wow okay it does mention uh, Ray I, I knew um, it was gonna happen I'm mean, just making it I, well I think it did let me see if I can find I would be said that. surprised obviously but it, yeah it does say Ray. Um, information goes son Anakin ultimately his grandson Ben Solo and the scavenger Ray so there you have it folks <sighs> oh yeah okay well I, <laughs> yeah that's apparently you can just graft people into the bloodline like that yeah whatever yeah <laughs> I, I, I would, I'll digress <laughs> but anyway no but for real though that does like some, seem like a really cool project um, and I, I would definitely I wouldn't mind reading it you know uh, you know there's not a whole lot of books that I, I would really you know what I'm saying? Like, the, I gravitate towards, but that, that, that concept definitely, you know, sounds really interesting to me. So, yeah, I, I'm definitely interested. I think it'll be cool. So, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. So, let's uh, jump into our rumors. Our uh, first rumor today is Star Wars Jason Isaacs on the possibility of playing a live action Inquisitor. Yes. Um, very interesting. And uh, talking about the Grand Inquisitor. And I'm trying to look for his quote here. Do you have it written down? Uh, I, I remember it. Basically, he says uh, they're they're asking him about the possibility of being in Star Wars, and and there's rumors that he had uh, was going to play as an Inquisitor, and he just meant, simply said it's possible. And then he goes on to say, I had I had the coolest wand in Harry Potter, and I could have the coolest lightsaber in all of the Star Wars movies. So. Uh, something to that effect. Maybe not verbatim, <laughs> but, but to that effect. So, um, you know, I mean, I, I I think it's definitely possible. I don't know what movie that they would make that would necessarily have the Grand Inquisitor in it as we know him uh, or, 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 you know, what would make it applicable. But I don't, um, I don't think that Jason Isaacs would be a bad idea to play him, though. No, I, I – well, I mean – if we're looking at the timeline, I believe the Grand Inquisitor could show up in Kenobi. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Technically. Yeah. Um, as we've heard, it doesn't sound like the, at least from what we've seen so far, it doesn't sound like the Inquisitors are necessarily involved in that story as much as some other kind of team of Jedi hunters that mm-hmm. doesn't appear to be Inquisitors from what we're hearing. Yeah. But uh, but who's who knows? Maybe some of the Inquisitors will show up. Yeah, I mean, obviously the 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 Grand Inquisitor would be over all the Inquisitors, but all in my opinion, I don't know this for a fact, but I would imagine that the Grand Inquisitor would be over all Jedi hunting overall, right? So whether that be Inquisitors or any efforts within the Empire that covers Jedi hunting, right? As the Grand Inquisitor, I think that he would probably cover all those responsibilities. Yeah. So it's it's possible that he would be over this group that's going to be coming after Kenobi. You yeah. Know? I, I think like the Grand Inquisitor, um, you know, had direct involvement with, with um, Palpatine and, uh, and Vader, which, you know, Vader, I don't think was a huge fan of the Inquisitors. No, um, <laughs> no, he, he did not like them. <laughs> and, and this, I think if we do see Kenobi or if we do see uh, like Vader hunting down Kenobi in this, I don't know that he'll have the Emperor that involved it's mm-hmm. probably going to be more of a a personal thing and so right since i don't think he's a huge fan of the inquisitors he may not even that's maybe why he's doesn't the inquisitors aren't going to be chasing kenobi because right. he's going to have his own team of 
of people he wants. Maybe some of and, like the you know some kind of clones. We talked about this before, but maybe like some kind of like augmented clones. Right, we talked like about the Bad Batch or something yeah. like that. You know, who knows? Um, interestingly enough, I saw a picture. This is getting a little off topic, but I saw a picture of of the um, the Bad Batch mm-hmm. and a picture of of a stormtrooper group that they revealed in the Star Wars comics. Um, in the newer Star Wars comics, I can't remember what their names were, but they were like a squad. And, um, and hmm. anyways, they, they, they had like the pictures side by side and it kind of looks like it could be the Bad Batch, like a later version of the Bad Batch, like yeah. the same people. Really interesting. Uh, and it's got like, it's got similar roles, similar builds, different yeah. stuff like that. Um, and it makes me wonder if that might eventually be what they where the bad batch ends up being is this stormtrooper group that would be interesting now if that is the case it does mean they're bad (laughs) but well and like so that that's one thing i'd say is like you know that would be a pretty dark ending to the bad batch it would be yeah and i i I struggle to see that being the case exactly and that's what my initial thought is as well i struggle i struggle for this animated i assume still a kid show mostly yeah to for the for the end result of that show (laughs) to end up showing the origins of a villain team exactly like, yeah i don't i don't see star it's wars hard to believe, it's hard story. to believe that yeah especially but like Disney there's a right. lot of different things out there that kind of make you think okay this the bad batch could technically end up being this this team of bad guys and i think to me it would be very very interesting but yeah, I, I still agree. struggle to see them truly doing it. Yeah, I mean the concept is fantastic, but yeah, the actual execution of it would be very uh, stretched, in my opinion. Especially since we, like I said, we know that Lucas is over it, or excuse me, Disney is over it. Yeah, um, and just as an overarching person, and I just, I just don't <clears throat> see Disney taking an animated show, uh, regardless of who the intended um, recipients are, right? And saying like, well, hey, if, if this is tied to us in any way and it's animated. Naturally, a lot of kids are going to watch this, and we don't know that we want that. You know, what I'm I could see that being a conversation that's being said somewhere. So, sure. So anyway, um, it's a very interesting kind of kind of went <laughs> kind of off topic there a little bit, but but for the most part, it is interesting to talk about that and if, if you know to see maybe some Inquisitors and in Kenobi or or how that's going to work out. So overall, though, to, to kind of wrap back to the original rumor, though, I do think that Jason Isaacs, if they did have something that he could play a Grand Inquisitor, I think he'd be a pretty pretty decent role he, for that yeah no i i think he i think he'd make a great grand inquisitor so. yeah i agree okay so let's move on to our second rumor for the week and that is the ahsoka series supposedly casts lars mickelson as thrawn supposedly as the rumor says so as uh many of you may know um in the rebel series lars mickelson was voiced by or excuse me, yeah thrawn actually i want to make one thing clear just to people who don't understand who that before we jump back into that, oh, okay. the previous one we were just talking about, I yeah. do want to make clear he is the voice of the Grand Inquisitor. Just to those yes, that, yes, that yes, don't yes, understand yes. that, he is the voice, but we think it would be cool for them to bring the actual character, yes, um, yes, his, yes. his actual um, look into it, oh, um, yeah. which I think they kind of modeled after him, anyways. Well, Jason Isaacs has always been the classic villain in a yeah. lot of movies, so he, he has the mannerisms and the look, so yeah. yeah. And now this kind of goes into what we're talking about now as well. So go ahead. Right. <laughs> so so to, to compliment that, Jason Isaacs was the voice of the Grand Inquisitor, but Lars Mikkelsen was the voice of Thrawn as well. And you know, and this and this uh you know, he has the look too and stuff. So this actually kind of calls back to a similar reoccurring issue in the conflict between Disney, Lucasfilm, 
and the fans and things of that nature, right? So we have all these rumors of like Jason Isaacs, the voice of the Grand Inquisitor, possibly playing him in live action. Lars Mikkelsen, the voice of Thrawn, possibly playing him in live action. But so we had Ahsoka, and the voice of Ahsoka didn't play her in live action. So A, that does kind of make me feel like it doesn't give a ton of credit to the rumors to some degree. But I will say this, is that one thing you also have to consider, though, is that Jason Isaacs does kind of look and act like the Grand Inquisitor. Uh, Lars Mikkelsen, I truly believe, uh, could look and act like Thrawn. And I think that was kind of the big issue with with uh, Ashley Eckstein, Eckstein, is that she sounded, of course, like Ahsoka, because she was the voice, but she didn't really look like her. I don't think her mannerisms would match up a whole lot, you know, just like on a physical level. Um, so anyway, it's just an interesting that we're hear- hearing this outcropping of all these rumors of like these voice actors coming to reprise their physical roles, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and we've been hearing um, about about Lars doing this uh, for a long time, yeah. about, or at least at least people wanting it to happen. Yeah, and this is, I think, the first rumor that we've heard now saying that he truly is playing it. Yeah, it's not just like it's oh, the fans just, want this. You yeah, know? I think this is the first time we're seeing like he is been he has been cast. Yeah. Now, again, it's just a rumor. We don't know, but. I, we know Thrawn is going to be cast, right? Like of we course, know he's yeah. gonna, he is going to be. You gotta see him at some. He's point. going yeah. to be in live action. Um, <laughs> right. It's inevitable at this point that we know already know they're leading towards that. Mm-hmm. The question just is who will play him. And right. for me, I think that I think it should be him. Yeah, I think but it's that's, a great choice for that. It. Is that's my my thoughts on it. We already recognize the voice. Um, you know, I think. I think that plays a big part of it, but also I think he has the appearance for it. I think he can make it work. Yeah. Um, we've seen some crazy stuff out there like Robert Downey Jr. playing Thrawn and <laughs> no thank you. Yeah. No, um, no, no. And, and no. Uh, you know, Pierce Brosnan, I mean, we've seen that, um, which actually would kind of be cool. It would be too bad. Yeah. But, but no, <laughs> I think, I think, uh, I think he's just the he's just the right choice. Because here's the thing, like naturally, I think that we're we're used to the voice. We automatically connect him. Because here you think, here's the thing: hearing sound is one of our uh, most powerful senses, and yeah. we 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 associate a lot of emotions and feelings and and thoughts and things towards what we hear. And uh, you know that's true with a lot of emotions, but sound is a very strong one. And so when we see a character in animation we automatically identify that character with how they how they sound the voice so i'm, I'm just saying and from my perspective if you could take a a, a voice over artist or a voice cast artist whatever um and and you if they could you if they could get them even somewhat close to looking what the character looks like i think that's a better option than have someone who looks almost exactly like them uh, in their interpretation but not sound anything like them you know right what I'm saying? and as we've seen for a lot of these uh characters that have jumped over their their animated versions kind of uh, look similar to their real life yeah, look exactly. of them. And now Ahsoka was the exception. She they right. they made her they made her look different from from Ashley. Ashley yeah. doesn't look like Ahsoka really. Yeah. Um. But uh, you know, like uh, Bo Katan and stuff. She does. I mean, they used her face basically. Yes, pretty you much. Know what I mean, yeah. and so and so. I think going moving forward, I think they're gonna think about that more now so than ever before. Anytime they bring in a new animated character, I bet they try oh, yeah. to make that per- person look 
kind of like the the actor themselves. And why not? You know, if you find someone that you really like as a voice actor and you think that their voice and their how they speak and their mannerisms fit that character in your mind, why not just go ahead and just make them look like it? Because in our mind, you know, we kind of already have these conceptualizations. Wow, conceptualizations of <laughs> of what we think someone looks like based off their voice. And uh, you know, if we just heard something over the radio or. Or I'm sure you guys think of us when you hear voices like these big, strong, muscle-bound guys. Um, you would be sorely mistaken. But that's probably the you know the thoughts you get out of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But <laughs> so um, anyway, uh, my point is is that you know if you go ahead and start making the characters and draw them to look like the voice actors, I mean I don't I, I think it's a win-win all the way around. So anyway, so do you have any more to say on that? Um, no, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, <laughs> sorry. What are you doing over there? <laughs> He's distracted. <laughs> it's your turn anyway, so. Oh, my apologies. My apologies, Good everyone. <laughs> Wait, no, it's not. Yes, it is. You went, you oh, did yeah, Jason it is. Okay. okay. <laughs> See what I have to deal with, people? Come on. Okay. Our, our third rumor for today is talking about, you know, the crossover events that we're hearing about that's going to happen between um, uh, the Ahsoka show, you know, Boba Fett, the Rangers of the Republic, all these different yeah. shows are, are going to eventually have a crossover. And um, Indy Wire was speaking with Pedro Pascal, um, talking about upcoming storylines for uh, Mandalorian Season 3, and also just those connections to all the spinoffs. And he uh, had this to say. He said, I am told what's happening and what the plan is, but I can't share it. Mm. They are in the expansion of this world where there are so many unexpected surprises and timelines that are going to be dealt with. If the character were to cross over into these worlds, it will be utilized in a way that isn't meant to be expected. I wouldn't want to spoil the surprise of whether or not characters from the show we already know are crossing over. Interesting. That's a uh, that's a lot of stuff right there. A lot of, a lot of a lot of words to unpack there. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, the big thing um, to notice here is that he said timelines. Right, and he said like in crossing over into worlds or whatever. You know, now that can be that can be a kind of a, a generalized statement of saying like the world of Mandalorian, the world of Ahsoka, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, um, yeah, uh, you heard it here first confirmed the world between worlds is, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, please. No. no, please. No. Um, but I do think the timeline thing is interesting to me. That makes me think that again, maybe some of these shows are not dealing, uh, directly with the timeline. You may think they are. Right. Um, exactly. And uh, maybe they're jumping from different timelines, uh, it it's only good, we're just gonna have to wait and see, but yeah, but it's also interesting that he already apparently knows where this is headed. Yeah, that there's already like a plot line already kind yeah. of like sketched out. And yeah. you know, we know that they're pretty secretive about stuff, so it's interesting that at least according to him, he's already been told. And so I, I think we will probably start to hear some stuff about this. Uh, sooner than later about yeah. kind of where where all this is headed um as you guys know we're getting boba fett at the end of the year mm -hmm. and i'd say before we get boba fett at the end of the year we'll probably have started to hear what they're 
leading towards. Right. Like, what's the foundation? And, at least and, and of what I'm not saying Star Wars yeah. themselves are going to tell us what they're leading towards, but <laughs> right, like leaks, more like though, like yeah. leaks and rumors will probably start to kind of give us an idea of where this is headed. Right. Um, again, I like I have said, I hope this is leading to a new version of Heir to the Empire. Yeah. I think it would yeah. be cool if they even called it that. Just yeah, call it Heir to sick. the Empire. <laughs> that would be sick. And, it, and basically, it's just all these characters we've gotten from all these different shows lead into a two to three hour event mm-hmm. movie yeah. that is on Disney Plus. That is is you know them the the conclusion to all of right. what this is built towards. Yeah, I, I would not be mad about that at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that would be cool. Again, I have nothing to back that up with, other than right. just I know Thrawn is coming sooner yeah. or later. So, I mean, um, so why not bring it back in? You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, yeah. And, of course, it'd be different than the original, but that's fine. It'd be, I mean, I think it'd be cool to to kind of do a retelling and uh, with some of the same similar themes and stuff. Yeah. But, but anyways, um, so that's just something to think about, uh, what, what all he means there with that and the timelines. And, of course, unexpected surprises. We've come to expect that. <laughs> We've come to expect <laughs> right. the unexpected right. at this point. Yeah, because, exactly. Um, now, after two seasons of the Mandalorian, um, both of those seasons having one moment that is just, uh, was mind blowing. Yeah. Like jaw dropping um, crazy re- things. Yeah. Of yeah. course, in the first season, it was the reveal of a baby Yoda, <laughs> right. um, which right. now is common to us. But back then when it, it first was, like, was revealed, what? it was, was crazy. Yeah, exactly. And of course the second season having lots of surprises, but the biggest one being the return of Luke Skywalker. Yeah. And so, huge stuff, huge stuff. Yeah. yeah so it's, um, I'm I'm just so excited about where this stuff is leading, and uh, we'll just see what happens. Yeah, I agree, and you know, I just say like there's a lot of cryptic language that Pedro was using there, but I, yeah. like I said, like as as time progresses, I, I I have a very strong feeling, like you said, that things are probably going to get impacted a little bit more, and we'll hear more about it soon. So. All right, so our final rumor for this week is uh, regarding the Kenobi series. So this is a series that is very high in anticipation for a lot of people, especially us. But what's interesting um, is that there is a rumor saying that the Kenobi series uh, has some kind of secret connection with the Andor series. Um, So, uh, you know, this is kind of a stretch, obviously. This is one of the more uh, stretchier (laughs) rumors that doesn't have a ton of content here. But... What's interesting, and Drew might have some more on us, but when you look to the IMDb uh, uh, casting list for both of these shows, what's interesting is that it shows the actress Denise Gao, uh, if that's how you say her name, um, on both rosters, on both actor, a- actor, actress lists, whatever, and that she should be in both of those. So um, it's very interesting. So you know, the same actress being in the same sh- two different shows. Yeah. You know now Lucasfilm has has already officially announced her to be playing in Andor. Yeah. But she's not been announced to be played in Kenobi. And and yeah. so there, there's either two things here. Either this is a character that's crossing over into both of these shows, or it's a mistake, and they've someone has right. accidentally put her on both of them. And, right. And it was meant to just be on Andor. Um, which, is, that's a huge possibility. Right. But yeah. just to entertain the idea... Um, Anyone that's interested, you can look her up if you'd like. Uh, look up what she what she looks like. Um, and then, you know, if, if you were just to imagine what kind of character she may play, um, just kind of look at her for a second, and then I'm going to tell you who I think there's a possibility she could play. Okay, here we go. Um, look at it. Look at her, and then look yeah, at a I'm, picture of, I'm looking at her of right now. Satine. Yeah. 
I mean, it's very. I mean, it's 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 definitely plausible. It's yeah. definitely plausible. Now, this person, that it's my understanding, the person who who kind of brought this theory up, this isn't necessarily a rumor as much as it is a theory. Um, brought this up because she noticed they were in both um, IMDb character roles or whatever, but then also that she kind of resembles what maybe Satine would look like. Right. Um, and I don't know what the actress, voice actress for Satine looks like or even who plays. Maybe that'd be something to look into and see yeah, if they used know. her likeness or not. Because if so, then you'd think maybe they would use her. Um, but uh, but anyways, the, so here's the thing. Well, during these timelines, Satine is dead. That's correct. Kenobi could very well use Satine in a in a flashback of some sort, which we're already expecting these flashbacks. Right. And so, of well, course, to show but what you could consider con the love of Kenobi's life, it would make sense that maybe she could yeah, make an appearance exactly. there. Exactly. And that, that, that was my thought with it as well, is that, uh, I mean, you've got to think, if when, when Obi-Wan is... This is all fresh. This is raw. You know, he, his his brother in arms just you know essentially betrayed everything they knew, overthrew you know the Galactic Republic, and joined you know this new empire and the Sith and all this stuff like that. You know, yeah, Maul killing his 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 love of his life, all of this. So now all of a sudden, Kenobi's in the desert by himself, nobody there. He's gonna be left with his thoughts you know what i'm saying so naturally i almost feel like some of the flashbacks that we're going to be getting uh regardless of what they are is going to be almost like ptsd moments where he's just kind of like sitting there and like he's just flashing back to these moments of like being with you know anakin or being with rex and cody being with Satine, being with you know whoever right and uh yeah i absolutely think that's going to be a huge part of it and so one of the biggest regrets i'd imagine in his life is with Satine up to this point and yeah. uh you know if not maybe anakin but you know what i'm saying right so yeah I, I could easily see that being a part of it for sure yeah and then uh you look at um you know where andor is uh, presumably taking place and it doesn't really add up for why satine would be in that show um mm -hmm. we have no reason to believe that that andor is is going to be having any events taking place during clone wars mm -hmm. um so the only logical answer there would be that Satine somehow is not dead and she's alive. And I just don't see really the purpose in, in that. I don't see the purpose other than them trying to give like Obi-Wan some kind of like, like he fulfillment. Did, like he did end up having like that, that romantic like early, relationship yeah, yeah. while he was on Tatooine. But I don't know. I don't see that happening. I don't see it happening. Uh, yeah, I don't either. I, I think that would be maybe a little silly. Yeah. Um, so that's where this does, this whole theory kind of falls apart for me. Right. Um, but it's something to think about. Um, again, potentially this character is in both series. Maybe she may not be playing Satine at all. Maybe she's playing someone completely different. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so I guess we will just have to kind of wait it out and see. Um, but yeah, if, if you guys have any ideas on that, let us know. We'd like to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah, for sure. But um, that's that's all we have um, for our news and rumors today. Uh, we're going to jump into releases. And for releases this week, we have one um, issue, um, comic issue coming out. That is Bounty Hunters 9, issue 9. That will be coming out on Wednesday. I believe that's really the... Uh, the only thing that's that's coming out but um we did want to kind of give you guys a high republic update um as you guys know the high republic just started 
uh, not too long ago. And so uh, we, I have now finished Light of the Jedi, and I just finished a test of courage uh, yesterday, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, where are you at, Braxton? Well, <laughs> like I said, uh, I'm honestly like only like a couple chapters in. Uh, this week has been... Uh, pretty crazy for me. Uh, like something has happened every day, so I had like had like no chance to read at all. So unfortunately, I'm not uh, super super into it yet. I do plan on reading it more this week, but uh, so many more things yeah. happened this week too. So we may not. Uh, you we may have to do a review, and I might have to get spoiled. I guess yeah. I don't know what's gonna happen. We don't, don't want to wait too long for our spoiler discussion on these stories, so we may have to end up spoiling it for Braxton, so we can do it a little sooner <laughs> than later <laughs> for you guys. Um, but I, I finished Test of Courage, and it was um, it was uh, it was good. It, it was not as good as uh, Light of the Jedi, but it was still it was still entertaining, and um, and and the second half was better than the first half to me. And the second half deals with something that I was actually really surprised that this um, middle grade novel was dealing with. Um, kind of a little bit of a surprising uh, turn of events that I think is could be interesting to see where that goes as the High Republic continues. Right. And so we'll definitely talk about that more as we get closer to our spoiler discussion of these stories. Um, but just a reminder... Uh, well, also, I've, I've read the first issue of the High Republic comic, um, which mm. was which was good, and I'm excited to see where that goes as well. Um, but just a reminder that that Into the Dark by Claudia Gray, which is the YA novel, it is um, being released um, here not too long from now. I believe we're about maybe uh, about a week and a half away or so. And um, I am actually reading that right now uh thanks to disney for sending us that so oh, yeah i have started on that and so we will be reviewing that soon i'm, I'm very very early into it just like a chapter or two into that so i don't really have much thoughts on it just yet but i'm excited to see where that one goes just because as we know claudia gray mm-hmm. is is pretty amazing now oh, yeah. the other thing we want to mention with that is that the into the dark by claudia gray will be the book that we are going to do a giveaway for yes on, yes um, yes on Saturday the 30th so um, if you're interested in that winning that book make sure you join our live stream and we'll give more details on how to win that book during the live stream so yeah it's gonna be super exciting like I said and you know as as we've said a couple times before you know this whole High Republic thing is so awesome because you know yeah we know the ultimate uh, you know uh, ending 250 years later or whatever but it's all these you know hundreds of years uh, of, of, of activity that we don't know anything about so it's going to be really cool um, to, to to delve into that so anyway if you've read high Republic and you're excited to read the next uh, installment of the series of course that that uh, um, this is going to be for you this uh, giveaway so anyway uh, we encourage you to come and hang out with us on Saturday and we'll definitely be able to to do some cool stuff there. So yeah, really excited about that. Without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get into our Q and A for the week. Um, so we have several questions this week. We have four, and we have several from Alex still. Um, so again, we say thank you to Alex. You know, it was it was funny. We had like ten questions from or whatever, but we loved it because you know uh, we always have something to ask every every week. So we always appreciate that. Yes. Um, so we're going to have four questions this week. We're going to do one from Alex and then three uh, that we got for this week yes we always love the questions keep them coming absolutely it means a lot to us it really does and this honestly is again we've said it many times but 
it's probably one of, if not my favorite part of the oh, absolutely. podcast. So absolutely. we have some really good questions on deck this week. Um, they're always, always good stuff, but uh, all four of them are like really deep, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> really deep stuff. So anyway, so the first one this week comes from Alex Mason, who says, I've been contemplating what would have happened if Anakin actually killed Obi-Wan on Mustafar. Would Anakin have got to Padme to save her? If she died, would he have taken the kids and which would completely change how Luke and Leia would have been? Or would she die and the kids still be put into hiding somehow before Anakin knew, making it to where possibly Luke never becomes a Jedi unless someone like Ahsoka found him or found out about him and trained him? So I think the first the first let's dissect this real quick. So the first part of the question is what if Anakin actually killed Obi-Wan on Mustafar? And would Anakin have got to Padme to save her, or would she have died? So, go ahead with your answer, because I have some specific things to say, but um, I think Padme would have died, either way. And the reasoning is because of what George Lucas has told us. I don't necessarily like it, but if you take what George Lucas says, it's Padme didn't die from giving childbirth. Right. She died from a broken heart. Right. And so, no matter what happened there, she still dies from a broken heart, right? Yeah. And right. so, um, because Anakin can try to do whatever he wants, but in the end, her heart was already broken. Right. And so, yeah, so I, I don't, um, you know, I, I've never really necessarily liked the fact that she dies from a broken heart. <laughs> right. It's kind of like a child, weird way. I think dying from the childbirth makes more, makes sense. more sense. Yeah. But George Lucas has been pretty adamant that that's not why she dies. She dies from the broken heart. And so, right. and so I think either, no matter what happens in that battle, whether Kenobi dies um, and, and he, he takes her or, um, or anything like that and tries to save her, I think she's, she still dies. Sure. I, I'm in, on the exact same, uh, place with you she would die either way okay but here's the thing so first of all to to, to kind of tie in that the next part of the question you say do you think that the kids would somehow be put in or be putting in hiding somehow before anakin knew well there's no way that would have happened because leia or excuse, well, leia, <laughs> padme uh and, and obi-wan came to mustafar and basically anakin choked out uh, you know, Padme rendering her unconscious for a little while, and then the fight ensues between him and Obi-Wan. So if he killed Obi-Wan, he would just went back to the ship and got Padme. So, got Padme. so he would have the kids. He would have the kids. So my point is, is that like, no, they would have never been able to go back in hiding at that point. You know, there's no one there to take her anywhere. Um, so, so yes, I do think either way she would die, but if Anakin killed Obi-Wan, then he would have had the kids because he would have been able to take her to some kind of medical droid as happened in, in yeah. actual series of events and they would be able to deliver the kids or if nothing else, have an emergency C-section type thing. Right. So I guess then let's tackle the, the last part of the question. So, so to answer the first part, yes, Anakin would have gotten the kids and yes, Padme would still die. So now that he has the kids, how is that going to change things? Um, I guess that kind of answers that question, right? Uh, so, so, so how do you th how do you think things would change for Anna, or Luke and Leia now that they're with with Vader? Or yeah, you know? that that's an interesting question um, because as we know, when Vader does realize he has a son, he wants that son to join him, right? And 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 the reason the big reasoning for that is is at that point in time. Vader already has started to, in his mind, think I've got to take down the Emperor. Yeah, as 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 normal secession of all yeah. Sith goes. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, but at this point in time, it's only just begun. His apprenticeship to to 
Palpatine has j literally just begun. Exactly. And so exactly. he's not necessarily probably thinking about taking over. And right. so with that being said, it I, I feel like if it was an older Vader, Vader would, would hide those kids, train right. them right. to become whatever he wants to, to be his, you know, like whatever protégé yeah protégés or, or whatever yeah, yeah. um but but keep them hidden from the empire or from the emperor himself so yeah. so that the emperor doesn't use them to whatever but at this point when he's young um and and i i think maybe he would involve palpatine more right and so in the end i think it would be palpatine's decision what happens to the children yeah. and i think palpatine would utilize them in a similar way yeah but probably even in a worse way but, like, it would be worse. It would be an adjunct position, like an Inquisitor, right? Like, it wouldn't be like, oh, this is Vader's son and daughter. It would just be another tool on his tool belt type well, thing. Well, yeah. Well, because everything's just another tool, right? Well, yeah, yeah. He doesn't care about anyone or any anything. It's only whatever helps him to, to be the best thing in the universe. And right. so um, I think he would utilize them in that, in that manner and probably to eventually take out Vader if he felt Vader needed sure. to be taken yeah. out. I think that he would have – he would use them in that way. Yeah, because um, here's the thing: we know that we know that just to make it apparent, because I know you, most of us already know this, but but Luke and Leia, regardless of whether they was, uh, you know, living with, uh, you know, their their adoptive parents or whatever, uh, or if they lived with Vader, they still would be force sensitive. Exactly. They were. Yeah. They were still. They still had that 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 force sensitivity. And as we know, they're both very strong in the force. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so so here's what would happen though: from birth, they would be trained. In the ways of the Force, now the ways of the the dark side, but mm -hmm. uh, they would be they would be more they would be like like robots because like they would have no emotions, right? They'd train them to have no emotions, train you know like little assassins, you know little Sith assassins. That's what it would oh yeah, mean. they'd be horrifying though, I'm sure. Yes, exactly. So I mean, I guess that kind of answers the question. I, I would say that you know regardless, Padme would die, but yes, if 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 he did defeat Obi Wan, Anakin would get the kids, and most likely. Uh, he would involve Palpatine, and they would start training them as to be little dark side users. And eventually, they grew up to be like probably twin assassins or something like that for yeah. the use of Palpatine. Yep. So, anyway, great question, super, yeah. super awesome. We love question. questions like that. Yeah, and we can just kind of do speculate. speculate yeah, like that. I love that. It's always fun. All right. So, second question comes from Kristen Perry, who says, "In Fallen Order, they say that the planet Kashyyyk has a strong presence of the Force. However," In the Clone series, or excuse me, in the Clone series, um, I'm, I think you said me Clone Wars, but anyway, we are told that a Wookiee Force sensitive is rare. Um, how does that work? Now, I'm going to go ahead with this because I have pretty specific thoughts here. Okay. Um, first of all, they don't necessarily say that Wookiee Force sensitives that that sounded weird. Wookiee Force sensitives are rare. They said Wookiee Jedi are rare. And I think that is the press. That's that's the foundation that you have to start working off of. So two things I will say is this. First of all, I don't think that just because a planet is sensitive to the Force doesn't inherently mean that the inhabitants will be, right? I think there's definitely a possibility, just like it would be on any planet, and maybe even more more of a chance, but it doesn't mean that they're automatically all Force-sensitive. For instance, I was, I was looking at the list, you know, Octo, which what we see in, uh, in the sequel trilogy are... Is force, you know, it's a force sensitive planet, but yet those little frog lady things, that little maid things that was running around, we don't see them as Jedi or we don't see them as force users. Um, Dagobah, you know, we don't see other creatures inherently, but we don't see a bunch of force users running around. Uh, Dothamir is kind of, you know, we do see a lot of 
uh, the Night Sisters, which use the Force kind of in a corrupted magic way. So, you know, but not all of them are Force users. I can go through all of them, right? Um, but my point is, is that first of all, the first point I want to make is that just because a planet is Force sensitive doesn't inherently mean that all the inhabitants can or should be Force sensitive, first of all. The second thing, though, I will say is this. Here's a very interesting point that I wanted to make. Um, is that uh, there was only, you know, and I think this is uh, you know, this is definitely legends at this point, but there was only one Trandoshan that was ever a Jedi. Um, and, and the reason behind this is, is not because that there wasn't other Trandoshans that were Force-sensitive, right? But it's simply because that the Trandoshan culture valued supremacy, uh, uh, domination, taking things over, killing things, which obviously combated with the, 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 the tenets of being a Jedi. So my point is, is that I guarantee you that there was way more than just one Trandoshan that was force sensitive, but only one became a Jedi because of the culture. So let's wrap back to the original question. It wasn't, it never says that uh, a Wookiee was being force sensitive was rare. A Wookiee Jedi is rare. And Wookiees, as we know, are very kind of more primitive. Um, they're very intelligent. They have awesome technology, but at the same time, they're more primitive. They hold their own. They're a combating. They're a warring uh, culture. So my point is, is with that, is I guarantee you that there are many of force sensitive Jedi or Wookiee that just never trained to become Jedi or force users. But just because that they weren't ever trained doesn't mean that there wasn't actual Force-sensitive Wookiees. So, a lot of words. Pretty kind of in-depth explanation, but do you have anything to add to that? Uh, I think you're right on it. I mean, <laughs> okay, I, I, okay, that's no. exactly what I would have said. Uh, and But, yeah, I mean, the, the only thing I w else I would add to that is is you have to remember that just seeing a Wookiee um, in the galaxy was considered rare. Like, anytime right. someone saw a Wookiee, right. like, whoa, that's a Wookiee. Like, right. you don't see those every day. And so, let alone, of course, a... Right to see a Wookiee that's a Jedi on top of that. I mean, <laughs> right. just adds to that. <laughs> well, and, and you got to think it's because not because there was very few Wookiees, right? But it's because, again, they're more of a primitive society and therefore the Wookiees stayed on Kashyyyk. They didn't go anywhere. And because they were this more inclusive society, I'm sure that becoming a Jedi and, and self-sacrifice and going to Coruscant to train, so that didn't really gel with a lot of them. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, but then, of course, once you get into like the original trilogy, you know, the Wookiees were uh, enslaved and, yeah, and a lot of them the were, were yeah. killed and stuff. And then there, then yeah. there actually were a lot less Wookiees than, right. than there than right. there had been. But even even before that, yeah, I think it was just like you said, they, they didn't necessarily go travel the world. They, they stayed on their home planet. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So anyway, I think that's that's kind of the culmination of that whole answer there. Um but uh, yeah, thank you for the question. That's a really, really good question. Um, so thank you for that. Uh, our third question comes from Brandon Dukes. It's good to hear from you, man. I haven't heard from you for a little bit, so it's good to hear a question from you. Um, and he says, we know that Darth Bane came up with the rule of two, and it is mentioned in the prequels by Yoda. However, Darth Bane himself isn't mentioned. So basically saying that the principle of the rule of two is brought up and is talked by Yoda, but n not Darth Bane himself. So, how much of Darth Bane's story in the original, or excuse me, how much of Darth Bane's story in the origins of modern Sith lore are actually canon? So, I will say this right off the bat. While Darth Bane is not specifically mentioned in the prequels, it is he is specifically mentioned and shown 
in the Clone Wars, um, specifically season six. And I don't remember the exact, it's one of the final episodes, but essentially Yoda is going on this journey in the force and he's following Qui-Gon and, and, and these like force sprites or whatever they were and Dagobah and stuff. But basically he's going on this journey and he's trying to figure out the secrets of the force. He's trying to delve in and, and, and get connected with the living force like Qui-Gon did. But anyway, my point is, is that they go and actually see the burial tomb of Darth Bane and they mention Darth Bane. Uh, he talks about the rule of two and stuff. And then actually, if you remember, and I don't know if it was a hallucination or was actually his ghost. I don't really remember off the top of my head, but it does show Darth Bane, like this like ghost form of him. Yeah. It's like some kind of, yeah, ghost thing. I mean, uh, yeah, it's not necessarily a forced ghost because right. that's only a light side thing, but I, see, I don't know if it was an illusion or something like that or a projection. I don't remember. I think if it's I, been quite a while since I've watched it. It's been that. a while. I want to say it was actually like, like the dark, like the Sith had set that up as a trap or something or, or it was like a holocron type thing where it projected him speaking. I don't remember. But the point, point is, is though, regardless of what that was, is it does show that it does show Darth Bane like what he actually looked like it shows it talks about his name so anyway it he's definitely canon um and you know not just the the rule of two but actually darth bane so that's cool i really i really like that now you ask a little more difficult question that i don't know that i can completely answer you say the uh how much of the origins of the modern sith lore are actually canon so drew what more could you say to that specific question so what we do know, um, of course, you know, we got all those novels and things about Bane, excellent novels, um, gave us all kinds of information. Those are all legends now. So we can't really, uh, for me, I like to, I like to assume that stuff is canon until proven otherwise. So I like to think Bane's original story is canon. Yeah. Um, yeah. And unless, until they say something differently. But if we're specifically talking about what just is, what has been said we know that the the Jedi um, and Sith war that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that's still a thing. We know that that happened about um, a thousand years prior to um, what we know of Star Wars, and we know that that war results in the end of the Sith. The Jedi right. destroy the Sith. Um, that, that's what they also call like the, uh, they had a name for it. Um, I wish I remembered what the name is because hold on. Why, why you're looking for that? I would say that is the, at that, at that point when the Jedi had pretty much overcome the Sith, that is when Darth Bane stood up and kind of, uh, you know, killed all the rest of the Sith except for his apprentice in stating the rule of two because he thought they were made weakened because of the war within themselves of the Sith. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah, the, it was called the Hundred Year Darkness. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes. During that time, uh, the the Jedi Order's Army of Light and then the Brotherhood of Darkness had a big war. Yeah. Um, the the Jedi win, the Sith lose. But just like you said, um, Bane is still there. He has not he has not been killed, and Bane realizing um, why the Sith failed changes and decides that there needs to be the the rule of two right and that's where that comes to life um all of that is is still technically um canon we just don't know the exact story of how it all happened anymore right Right. we don't know exactly what caused bane to do what he did or how he survived any of that stuff or how he dies we don't we don't know anymore the exact story right 
which is why they might eventually tell that story. I hope they do. Sure. Seeing the the that war would be really cool. And for those of you who don't really understand what that means, like when we that talks about the Sith War in the High Republic novels. Yeah. If you if you read that, that's what that's referring to is that war. Yeah. And what's cool about that is that war was what they call the fall of the Old Republic. So what you're seeing is the transition of the Old Republic to the High Republic. Yeah. So right after that, when Bane decides to to um, have the rule of two and he kind of um, goes into the into the darkness and, and that's when they kind of go into hiding and just they're waiting for that perfect time, that is when that High Republic era presumably starts. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of an interesting thing there. Yeah, like I said, I'm sure with like a few things, uh, you know, in, in the future, some of the releases we're going to get through the higher public, so we might get some more information about that. The Acolyte yeah. may have some stuff yeah. for us. And, I don't know. And um, there's a good chance some of this stuff could be changed. They could, True. What, True. Even though what, some things are considered canon, could still be changed based off right. what they decide to do with that era yeah. of the older public. They, they've left it loose enough that it's kind of malleable and that mm-hmm. they can like okay well we, we didn't give you enough details to, to solidify it. now if, if we need to change it because of the higher public or whatever these stories we can kind of have the foundation of what it is the same but kind of form it to something different so. yeah and prior to um the higher public they always referred to that that war as the jedi sith war but mm-hmm. interestingly in the higher public uh any it's referenced a couple different times and they just say the sith war yeah, so, that's I don't interesting. know if that's interesting. Why the change of that was, <laughs> right. but you're right. Anyway, so that's uh, that's kind of the end of that one. But uh, uh, Brandon, we really appreciate the question. Yes, really good yes. question. Good, all of yeah, all of them really yeah, good. All of them good. Really all good. Are really good. Um, so our fourth and final question comes from JB himself. JB, and uh, and this is a little bit of a lengthier one, but uh, we wanted to go over all of it because this actually is not necessarily about Star Wars, but it's more about the podcast. And we really want to talk about it because it's something that we had been talking about, kind of discussing amongst ourselves already. But JB says, recently, I've been thinking about replaying some of the Star Wars games like Fallen Order, KOTOR 1 and 2, and etc. And it got me thinking, how, uh, how you... How, wow. Uh, anyway, got me thinking, how would you guys feel about maybe once a month doing a stream for a couple of hours like a playthrough... Uh, story-driven, possibly, and maybe even have uh, some people interact and help. I, for I for one, would definitely watch, uh, and how would the community feel about it? So, those of you who are listening, let us know. Um, also, if you need any help with it or anything, I'd love to help you guys out, and we greatly appreciate that. Uh, and he says, also, you mentioned the other week about maybe re-watching some of the Star Wars films. Maybe you guys could do a watch party. Not sure how, not sure how they work properly, but uh, would could be very interesting. So, um, first of all, all fantastic ideas. Uh, I'm very grateful and glad that you, you you are interested in that that kind of stuff. Um, so the two things that we wanted to address is this. Um, first off, yes, we we have done gameplays in the past, um, and we really did, uh, and we did it with squadrons. But we really did that with squadrons because it was new and we wanted to jump on it and stuff like that. Um, but we also have talked about going and playing games that are more story driven, just like you said. And doing like kind of like a let's play thing where we might do some live episodes, but also make some actual videos that we put on YouTube and you can go watch them and stuff. And you can just see how we would make our decisions like in KOTOR 1 or something like that. Yeah. So that's absolutely something we've talked about and uh, we, we hope to do in the future. Um, yeah. And, and you know, uh, in the end, 
it's it's what you guys want to want to see and hear. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, if if we do something, and for example, like if we if we were to go do one of those and no one watches and no one <laughs> says anything, and, right, right? Like it, then it doesn't really benefit us to do that. And so we and we have to we have to choose what we do wisely because right. you know this is unfortunately right. it's not like this is like a full time job for us. Right. Uh, it, it, this is like to, the sixth job that we have. <laughs> <laughs> so like. Um, so with that being said, we have to uh, we have to choose wisely what we do when we get together, right. and and right. we would love to do those, but we also need to know that that's something you guys want us to do, and we'll right. be there to like kind of back us up and support that so. for sure. Like I so, said, so obviously there's some of you that we know that would like it, like JB, but yeah. but you know if those of you who are listening who don't maybe communicate a lot. Um, you know, and you just rather listen and stuff. That's totally fine. But times like this, we would love for you to chime in because like, Hey, you know, I may not interact a ton, but if you, I would, I would definitely watch it though. Or, you know, something like that. Yeah. Uh, we'd love to hear from you on that. Yeah. And starting into our second year of Jedi eternal, um, our plan is to have more video content. Yeah, um, for sure. That, that is our goal this year is, is to work on some video content for you guys. Yeah. And part of that will be more let's plays and yep. um, doing, just trying out different video games. Uh, you know, we, we're still pl- Fully planning on doing the new Lego Star Wars. That's actually what I was about to say. That's going to be yeah. a big one for us. We'll yeah. probably attempt to play through the entire game, um, yeah, recorded so that, that we can awesome. post those on YouTube for you. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of video content planned. It's just, but also again, like if let's let's throw this out there. Mm-hmm. If there is a certain game that you guys would want us to do, yes, let us know because we we fully plan to try this out with an older game of some sort or something we we, yeah. we've already talked about how like that's something we want to attempt but if there is a certain one that that you guys really want us to do let us know what that is yeah and that will be our first one we naturally kind of lean towards starting with kotor yeah but if there's something different let us know we'll we'll jump into anything if that's yeah, what if that's what you guys want so yeah I, well, i'm I couldn't say it better. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. And uh, like, so we have kind of our, our predilections that we would want to go with and our, our, our things that we like. But if, if there's something that you guys are just like burning, we would, oh, it'd be so cool if you guys play this or, or do this. We want to hear it. So yeah. anyway, JB, thank you for the question. And thank you for kind of addressing some of those things. Um, that's We definitely been talking about that. Oh, I do want to address this final thing. He talked about the Star Wars films and doing a, a, a watch party. Something we would love to do. Um, I don't know how yet. We're still kind of trying to figure that out. Legally speaking, we'd love to just like stream the movie, right? And then have our like little box in the bottom with our our, our faces, but that's yeah. not very legal. <laughs> yeah, I don't, so, I don't think uh, I don't think we could get away with that. Yeah, um, it'd be the best. It'd be the best way, the easiest way, but I just don't know how that would work. Uh, I think speaking. I think basically what we'd have to do to do something like that is um, is basically tell okay everybody start it at this time. Mm-hmm. And then we'll do a countdown: three, two, one, press play. And yeah. then we would just have commentary on it, but like you guys wouldn't be able to see it. Right. So you would watch your TV, have us maybe on your phone or something, right? And you could hear us uh, comment as you watch the movie. Yeah. I'm basically. also I'm also curious to how like okay, we may not be showing the screen. This is kind of a question for off air, I guess, mm-hmm. but just just to spawn conversation, I guess. I wonder how it would be if we're like not showing the screen, but you could still hear the audio. Of the movie, because we're yeah. talking and we're just watching it, but you can hear the audio in the background, so it kind of keeps you in sync with what you are watching as well. I don't know. I don't know how that works, but we'll try to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not real sure on the on the audio. I you'd have to think that 
the audio might still give us issues yeah, yeah. and might still make us force us to like take especially, it off of YouTube or especially something. Especially on Facebook, especially um, on Facebook and YouTube. And I don't know if it's worth the risk to, to do all of it <laughs> right. and then it just ends up getting yeah, taken down. Yeah, you just watched and, a two hour long um, movie and yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I think probably be, it'd be best if, and plus if it, even if the audio is slightly off, then they're going to have that like echo almost yeah, be between really watching the movie and us. Yeah. Um, so I, I think the best thing is probably if we just have our voices on there yeah, and uh, we like maybe just have like a, in, like a headphone in or something to watch the movie so yeah. that we can hear fine. But yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk more about that is yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, I'm not, I'm totally not against um, doing that against, against doing movie commentaries. It'd be fun. And you know, we just point out stuff, talk about mm-hmm. uh, things that are interesting about it. Um, but again, it's one of those things like that's kind of a big, that'll that'll take up a lot of time so like we got to know that you guys <laughs> right. want that right um right so we know jb wants it but let uh, us know if there's others out there that right. want it <laughs> exactly <laughs> all right so that's gonna uh finish up our q a for this week so we again thank everybody for you know, asking us questions and continually giving us that stream of, of, of uh, interaction we really really appreciate that um but without further ado we're going to get into our main topic today and so our main topic today and we're kind of running out of time so we may not go super long on this because um, there's not a ton to say, but we're going to get into it. Anyway, so our uh, main topic for today is kind of spawned out of a uh, out of a poll that we asked you guys to answer, and that is, who would win in a fight, Boba Fett or Din Djarin, or the Mandalorian as we know him from the show? So, we, like I said, we did this poll a few weeks ago, and we asked you, and we got some decent interaction with it, uh, not a ton of people, but what was interesting is that the poll was literally 50-50. Like there's a lit. I don't remember who, how many people did it, but say ten people did it. Five uh, said Din Djarin would win, and five said Boba Fett. So the fact that it was fifty fifty was really cool, and it kind of wanted us. It kind of spawned us to want to just talk about it a little bit because it's so torn. You know, I think there's a lot of interesting points that we could uh, pick out here. Yeah, so. it's interesting that our listeners were so divided on this, <laughs> right. and um, right, and right. I have a feeling that after we talk about this. Um, People may not like us as much. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, especially, I'm, well, I'm curious. What I'm curious about is if you and if you and I have the same thoughts on this. I mean, we I, yeah. we've not really honestly. I've not really even thought what my answer is going to be this because I thought as we talk, maybe I'll start forming my own mm, opinion. So you don't really have an opinion. I don't. Yet. Not yet. See, I think I do. Oh, you do. Okay. I think I do. I. Th- Think, I don't know. I, I think I have an idea, but I'm kind of torn yeah. between them both. So anyway, we'll get into it. Yeah. We'll talk for a second, and we'll see what our answers are. Okay. Okay, so the first thing I want to lead off with is, is you know, we have Din Djarin versus Boba Fett. So I think I think a big point that we need to, to kind of think about is, is it Din Djarin versus Boba Fett now? So as we see them in Season 2 of The Mandalorian, or is it Din Djarin versus Boba Fett when Boba Fett was in his prime? Because as we know... Boa is like in his sixties, I guess. I don't really know off the top of my head, but I would say probably somewhere in his 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 mid sixties, if I had to guess, uh, by this point. And Din, I would imagine he's probably in his mid thirties or or maybe uh, late thirties. I don't know. And uh, so so, as of right now, I would say there's probably a physical uh, stamina whatever advantage to Din. Well, let me stop you there because Boba is only at max maybe five years older than than Jaren is. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Then maybe I'm just completely because, I didn't realize because that. Boba Fett um Boba Fett has to be like forty one. 
Now that I'm thinking about the timeline, that's like I was so now, off and out. Well, <laughs> well, it, you and many others probably have thought the same thing because he's he looks pretty old. Yeah. yeah. Um, now part of that is is because of being in the Sarlacc pit and the and all of that. Right. But, but also, um, I think just uh, the guy that plays him. Um, wow, I forgot his name all of a sudden. Uh, Tamir Morrison. Yeah, Tamir Morrison. I think he's, he's actually old, in his, like, I think he actually is kind of old, but <laughs> and you know I think I think also okay say say he's like in his sixties or whatever uh, or like like early like a. Uh, Early 60s, late 50s, something like that. Well, right? and what's funny though, who really is supposed to be like in their 60s, right? Or 50s, late 50s, is uh, Bo Katan, who looks like he's <laughs> like right. 30. So, right, exactly. So, yeah, it's a little bit of th- so you know, it's, it's a little off. Yeah, <laughs> now that you say that, yeah, they don't want you to think too much about the ages in Star Wars. <laughs> right. So, but, but that that gives rise though to the same question. Maybe not the, the age different may excuse me, the age difference may not be uh, necessarily too much off but i will say this though boba fett's definitely not his prime right i mean he may he's still awesome he's still kicked butt but i i i think we could sit here and uh, identify maybe what his prime was and how boba fett would compare to dinjarin versus his prime and where he's at now so in your opinion where when do you think boba fett's prime was you know I would argue that it maybe is mo- the most recent really? version of Boba Fett. Really? Okay. So what what makes you say that? Because in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, this man's kind of been out of business, so to speak, for a few years now. He got out of the Sonic Pit. He didn't have his armor. He was kind of, in my mind, he's kind of hiding out because he never sought his armor out and stuff I think, like that. I think as, ter- as, as far as that stuff goes, yes, the odds are against him. But when you think about, I think, just the wisdom that he has gotten. True. True. Um, yeah. You know, when we see Boba Fett as a as a teenager, he's this brash uh, kid who's just seeking revenge and just full of anger and hate. Yeah. Um, and then, and then as we have seen, and basically the only the in between that, really, what the only time we've seen Boba Fett is from like the Darth Vader comics, right? Um, more than anything else, and. At that point, you know, he is he is a bounty hunter and he's willing to do about whatever he needs to to get get a job done. Yeah. Um, now, as far as as his uh, physical peakness is probably in around that that period of time that yeah. we see him in the in the original trilogy. Yeah. Right. Like I'd say he's he's um, he's doing pretty good. Yeah, that, that's what my thought is. I, I feel like maybe his peak would be somewhere around where uh, Empire Strikes Back, where he's standing there with Vader, and he's kind of the he he is he is the one that Vader calls on bounty hunter wise to mm-hmm. go do stuff. Like in my mind, and it may not be true, but I'm just thinking like just just out of perception at least, you know, um, that's when I would normally would say like Empire is probably where his prime was. You know, what I'm saying he's he's full time bounty hunter. He's mm-hmm. doing stuff for the Empire all the time, and you know that's that was my thought. But see, I'm looking. A little past just the phys- physicality of it, and looking more at like also where he's at mentally, and and I yeah. think somewhere between his Sarlacc pit and and like you were saying, you know, he's been seems kind of maybe out of business, but I think he's also learned a lot in that time, yeah. and and you see it just with him using the the gaffy stick, like yeah. he's learned some stuff. I don't like yeah. I think maybe. He, you know what I mean? Like I don't know he's that got he knew some how training. to do that. I think he got some then. training with the 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 Tuscan Raiders and stuff Something. like that. Yeah, but, but I think in that time he he has found a new layer of himself he didn't have before, and in that yeah, I, I agree. think he's found some some wisdom and and um, and I think it in the long run has made him an even more dangerous 
uh, opponent to an enemy. Well, and and so I I stand and choose to believe that Boba is at his peak. Yeah, in, in I, the Mandalorian, I can see that because here's the thing: you could be at your physical peak, but if your mental well-being is really off, right, and you're not in the right mindset, that can throw you off. You know, as the Bible says, a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to bring the Bible in some point. Yeah, uh, no, but uh, no. In all seriousness, though, you know, if if, if you could be at his physical peak in in Empire, right? But yet, if he's like so, like just distraught and hates people and hates, uh, you know, Mace Windu and all this stuff like that, because his dad died, and he's still dwelling on all that, it could throw him off. And now that he's maybe kind of reconciled that out in the desert and trained with the Tusken Raiders and got this new mindset and more confidence and more coolness, calmness, you know what I'm saying? That might help him. So I agree. I, I could definitely see where you would come into that for sure. So, so well, and, and, and just one of the biggest ways is look at, you know, Boba Fett did everything he did for money and, and, um, and for, you know, just whatever the code needed or, or whatever. But now we see him in the Mandalorian and, and, and he's different. Like he chooses yeah. to do, he chooses to help because it's the right thing to do. Well, as you and, see in, in that episode where uh, he's like, well, you know, you, uh, got your shit back or whatever and you got your armor back so you can go off saying no you know you, you don't have your child still so I'll, I'll help you you know what i'm saying i don't think he would have ever done that before yeah no i don't know that he would have um i think he's he's found um a, a new a new life in a sense and and i and i'm excited to see more of that story of how that transition becomes but but yeah, so that's that's my thoughts on it. What's okay. what's the next part of, of this? So the next, the, so the first the first question I had was was like when he was at his prime, um, is it now or before? So the next part of my questions was this. So Din, so we got to think about their training. So how does their training equate to one another? So Din Djarin, um, you know, was pretty much for, as as a foundling was pretty much formally trained by the Death Watch like all of his life. Uh, he was part of the Watch and stuff like that. So. All of his life, he was trained by the Death Watch to be this foundling Mandalorian warrior. Because as we know, right, the Death Watch is hardcore, like, hey, the Mandalorians were warriors. So they trained him from birth to be a warrior, right? Guaranteed. Second of all, uh, where was I going with that? <laughs> oh, and then also he grew up in a coven of Mandalorians. And as you could tell from the first season, they're like constantly fighting and there's going hand-to-hand combat. So, you know, you know, not only was he trained, but even in his times of peace right Din Djarin is fighting so that's his training so now let's look at Boba Fett's training so Boba Fett was never formally trained by like the you know this group now I'm sure he learned a few things from his father uh, Jango for a little bit before he died maybe not much but maybe a little bit and who knows maybe he trained on Kamino with the clones and maybe a little bit I, I I would say probably not because as adamant as Jango was with him not being a clone I don't maybe he wouldn't want him trained in there but who knows but for the majority of Boba's life, he was trained with all of these um, bounty hunters. Like, he was a bounty hunter. He interacted with bounty hunters. Um, you know, he's had dealings with Asajj Ventress and a few things like that. So so his whole life has been, rather than just straight-up training, it's been like real-world experience. So he may not have all the formal training, but he has the real-world experience um, from fighting, being with bounty hunters, and doing that kind of stuff all of his life. And now that we're talking about it, he may even have some possible training with the Tusken Raiders later on after he gets out of the Sarlacc pit. So in your opinion, this was the second part, in your opinion, whose training do you think was better? And, 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 and not just better necessarily as a generic term, but whose training do you think more prepares them for a battle? 
Din Djarin's or Boba Fett's from what I said? Hmm. It's a hard question. <laughs> yeah. Well, hmm. again, I think I'm going to go with Boba Fett. Yeah. And the reasoning for that is if you look at Din Djarin, he was, you know, trained by the Death Watch, we assume, right? Yeah. Um, Boba Fett originally probably began some training with his father, Jango, mm-hmm. who I'm sure, um, as we know now, was was getting some Mandalorian training. So, so we so we got yeah. some some of some of that probably through his father. Um, but on top of that, maybe even some of the training that clone troopers went through at a young age. Yeah. And then once he leaves from there, he basically begins to get trained from all these different bounty hunters yeah. who kind of let him let him join in on him. So he starts to learn all these different ways of of taking on a fight because all these bounty bounty hunters do it differently. Yeah. And and so while Din Djarin has a very focused um one kind of teaching Mm-hmm. I think Boba Fett has had a very, very wide range of, of teaching and, and also even more, more recent years, as we've talked, maybe even some with the, um, the Tuscan Raiders and maybe brought in that, that whole other way of fighting. And so, yeah, again, I think Boba Fett has, has, has probably yeah. has to take it for me. I, I, I could definitely see, I, I, I'm thinking I'm kind of leaning towards that as well. I, I, I feel like it's kind of close because it's kind of like, it's kind of like uh, they're, they're so different. How, how do I say this? Basically, yes. It's like being a specialist versus being a handy, like a, a jack of all trades kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? And and that's like what's better. Like yeah, and that's kind yeah. of been like in any in in, in 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 any industry. Say that three times fast. In any industry, that is something that uh, is always a question, right? Is it better to be a specialist or is it better to be a jack of all trades? So with Man- with Mando with Din Djarin, he's more of a he's more of a specialist, right? He's been trained in one way and he's done it his whole life and 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 he's just he's he's perfect to some degree, right? At the at this one way he does it. Mm-hmm. Now Boba, he may not be perfect in all the ways, but he's trained in so many different ways that he's he. I guess I could see it as as he's experienced so many different fighting styles that he probably has a good idea of how to combat any person that he comes against. Right. And be able to switch when needed and, and right. that kind of thing. Yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So my, my final question, actually, we kind of already talked about, I guess, is how does both of their exposures make them better or worse? Right. Um, and we kind of already, already said that, right. So Din had lived in a coven with Mandos. So he's constantly fighting. He's constantly getting that training, but yet he's not getting exposed to a ton of other people. Now he does become a bounty hunter later in life, as we know. And he does have that experience kind of like Boba though, too, because he, he, he may not live with uh, bounty hunters all the time, but he is constantly fighting them. And he's constantly fighting the, the people that he's coming against, but maybe not as much as Boba. Um, and granted, like I said, Boba is usually by himself most of the time, especially later in life. He's not hanging out with a bunch of, of, of uh, bounty hunters. Now, as we see in Empire, he is there with IG-88. He's there with, uh, um, I can't remember all of them off the top of my head. Um, but, you know, he's there with a lot of them. But he's not, like, hanging out with them, right? They're just, like, at the beck and call of the Empire. Hey, come. All the managers come to this meeting. Or, uh, me, bounty hunters come to this meeting. So what I'm saying is, does Din Djarin's exposure to constantly fighting with people and constantly, even in his peaceful times, 
does that give him an advantage at all or is it kind of negligible in your mind? Hmm. <laughs> I dig deep on this one. <laughs> yeah, you did. It's, no, it's good questions. Good questions. Uh, ask me it one more time. Okay, well, I'll give you the redact. Yeah, I'll give you the, like the, 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 the condensed the, version. Yeah, the condensed Basically, version one more time. Basically, Bo, Boba was by himself a lot of times. Yeah. Right? He wasn't living with a bunch of people. You know, yes, he fought a lot of people, but you like, but he had rest times. He's alone, he traveled alone. But does the fact that Din, you know, yeah, he was a bounty hunter, he's mm-hmm. fighting, but even in his peaceful times, he was living in this coven, and he fought with all of these other Mandalorians like all the time. They were probably sparring, or they got in arguments and fought. You know, does the fact, does that fact that he's even in his peaceful times is still fighting, does that give him an edge at all? In in you know fighting or whatever, right? Um, no, I don't think so. I think, I think that for Din and Boba, from what we know, neither, neither of them ever had a peaceful time. Sure. They've, they've always just been trying to survive essentially. Right. Um, and in different ways. And, and you could, you could argue that both of them have chosen to live a life of just trying to survive. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think, um, I, I, I think that they're, they're always on edge. They're always prepared. I think for both of them, they're always, yeah. they're always training. They're always making sure that they're ready for the next attack, the next, you know what I mean? So I, right. I think on that, on that terms, they're, they're equal. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I, I can, I, I think I agree with you on that. So, so knowing all the things that we, no, right? So uh, so going over the three questions that I had. So when they're in their prime versus when they're not in their prime, knowing all the training that both of them have and knowing all the experience and the time they spent with people and, and who they're around and all these things. Overall, what do, who do you think would win Din Djarin or Boba Fett? So can I throw in one more, oh, yeah, yeah, one yeah, more yeah, thing yeah. to it yeah, that, I didn't know. that yes. we could maybe, maybe talk about? Go ahead. And that's in terms of their gear. Okay. And yeah. Um, yeah. and like the the technology that they use, um, because we we know that that Mando's got some pretty neat things. He's got like his little missiles that he shoots out of his out of his arm. He's got the he's got his his big rifle. Yeah. That like disintegrates people. Yeah. Um. You know he's he well now he has the the spear. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's got. What else does he have? You think of any anything else like specific? Um, not necessarily off the head, but yeah. Well, and then on Boba Fett, we know he has he has his jetpack. He can shoot the missile out of. Yeah, he's got he's got like um, got tons of little blasters everywhere. Yeah, he's got another one he can shoot like out of his hand or something. I don't even know exactly where it's at, but yeah. like you, we see it in the Mandalorian where he like hits the guy with it. <laughs> right. right. Um, Actually, we do see. Uh, in Rebels, uh, the Mandalorian gauntlet has like this repulsor feature, and I'm assuming that's might be that, something what it is. So I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. And so he's got something like that. Yeah. He's got the uh, uh, the kneecap blaster. Yeah, the kneecap <laughs> blaster. Uh, yeah. So you know he's got some different things like that. That one disadvantage I do want to bring up is we don't know this for a fact, but I'm under the presumption that Mando or excuse me Boba's helmet is not Beskar. Because that is not the original helmet that he gets, or that he has. Because if you remember, in Clone Wars, he takes Jango's helmet, 
and blows it up to try to kill Mace Windu. And there's a dent from a blaster bolt. So in Legends, at least, was supposedly from Cad Bane. So there's a lot of speculation on on, yeah. on the helmet of Boba Fett, and I wish, oh, I would love for somebody just to clear it up yeah. from, yeah, from exactly. Lucasfilm just to get it over with. But some people um, believe it was it, he did use his father's helmet. Other people believe that he used like a some kind of fake copy of it to, to blow up because he wouldn't have blown up his actual father's helmet. That's possible. Um, That's definitely possible. Well, unless he thought it was like as a Mandalorian, this was sacrifice, and like this was his father's last piece of revenge. Yeah. You know, you know who knows. Yeah. Uh, so. I don't really know the answer to that one. Um, like I said, I wish we had a for sure answer, but I don't really know that we do. I know a lot of people argue about it, though. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, I, I personally, I think it's dumb to have blown up that helmet, so I like to think it's still the original one because I think it yeah. has more meaning if that if that helmet is the one that Jango Fett wore. Yeah. Um, I think it has I more agree. meaning. I agree. Um, than if he blew it up and then he just like went and got a, like a copy of it made that's not Beskar. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. I've, I've also read some people claim that like the dent in the helmet is just because, um, what was that bounty hunter's name? Cad Bane. Cad Bane. Um, well, he's Cad Bane and the weapon he used was just like on another level. Something of, more. Yeah, yeah, like it's... And he was he was able to make a dent in the helmet, which was, which was was like well that shouldn't even be possible, but right. it's Cad Bane, and that which, was kind of an interesting thing. I wonder what would happen. This is totally off topic, but I wonder what happened if you took a disintegrator rifle mm-hmm. and shot Beskar with it. Yeah, I wonder what happened. Anyway, uh, no, I agree. I think that's a good point. I think it's a really good point to compare some of their their armaments. So, what? Who do you think has the edge? Personally, um. I, I, I personally think that, that Din probably has the better armor and possibly the better armament. Um, I do think, because here's the thing, a lot of Bobas is geared, as a bounty hunter, geared towards somebody who doesn't have Beskar. So uh, he has you know a lot of blasters which are going to deflect off Beskar. Uh, he doesn't have anything that's going to necessarily pierce Beskar like uh, like the Beskar spear. Um, now, the, the, the rocket's really nice, and he has the, re- the repulsor on his wrist, so... But overall, I would say for myself that Din Djarin probably has a little bit better gear. Now, that's exclusive to just the gear. I'm not saying that's who would win, but I'm just saying I think personally he has a little yeah, bit better well, gear. Well, especially if we compare them um, during the Mandalorian time. Right. As we know, like Boba's stuff's pretty old and beat up. He, he then gets like a updated paint job. Right. But still, like his, yeah. stuff, his stuff doesn't necessarily – his stuff's outdated compared to what, what – what Din and has. also you have to think about Din also has it from like head to toe and, yeah, and, and Boba, Boba only has it like yeah. up to his like navel you know cavity yeah. <laughs> yeah. and so I, I think I I think Din Jaren Din gets the um, the edge here and so mm-hmm. so with that being said if you look at based off what we've just said mm-hmm. Boba is, is technically winning technically, right now if, yeah. we, if we're talking and in, in just in the terms of what we've talked about but like yeah. but personally now since we because you said you hadn't really made a decision I have made a decision you now. have made a decision I have made a decision okay yeah so after talking thoughts? about it so first of all I will say I think it would be very very close um, I think it is very close. I don't think that one of them has just this outshining, like, okay, this is a clear winner. That's just my opinion. Of course, everybody has different opinions, but I don't think there's either of them has, like, it's just this clear-cut winner. But I will say 
after everything that we've talked about, Din Djarin definitely has um, a lot of, of, of better perks. He has full head-to-toe armor. He has a Beskar spear that can then, you know, potentially uh, damage or pierce Beskar. You know, he has some the the Firefly rocket things, whatever they call them. So I think, you know, he has the edge in being that, that pointed specialist with better armor. But I would say personally, due to Boba's, you know, his experience fighting all kinds of different styles of people, the exposure that he has to different, uh, you know, uh, situations and scenarios, and uh, and plus having pretty decent, uh, you know, armament himself. Personally, I would say that it would be very close. And I think that, that you know, he would leave very damaged. But I think Boba Fett would win. What do you think? Yep. I agree. Boo. <laughs> Copycat. We have no, we have no argument. <laughs> yeah, <that's good. laughs> well, I, I, uh, oh, I, I think Boba Fett would probably win. I agree with you that there would, I think it'd be a, a very close fight. Mm-hmm. I think they both would, would, would use everything possible you can imagine before one of them would go down. Yeah. But I think that, um, I think Boba Fett in the end would win. First of all, I think he just, he does have a little bit more experience over, over Din. He he's seen a little more, um, and I think uh, I think he has the edge there. Yeah. Um, but I I also think that Boba's maybe willing to do to to not hesitate to to take the kill. A yeah. little more so than than Din might be. Now we've seen yeah. Din. We've we've seen Din do some pretty like he's ready to shoot somebody. Just to shoot somebody. But we've yeah. also seen him do some hesitation as well in certain yeah. in certain ways. And I do think that that and Grogu had had Grogu, changed him a little Grogu's, bit because of that. You know? Yeah, it, a lot of that has to do with Grogu. And you got to think also though that that you know in his time of wisdom that he's been gaining that Boba might have a little more hesitation as well. True. So that's the thing to consider. As True. Well. Um, but for me, I mean, let's just let's just look at the the scene where where they both are fighting together. You you have Mando. He's got his his uh, his gun and he's he's standing out in the middle of all of them because he's wearing this yeah. and he's just taking the shots <laughs> yeah. and he's you know he's shooting and right. stuff. He's but it kind of seems like he's gonna end up in trouble if well he's if, too maybe a little too reliant on his equipment yeah like he's yeah. like they're about to overwhelm him if something doesn't change which yeah. is when boba fett shows up now when you look at boba fett he takes on a ton of stormtroopers mm-hmm. without even using a gun that's true that's true and doesn't yeah. get shot once yeah that's true which and, you know stormtrooper versus Din Djarin, though, in terms of accuracy and things, that that you guys consider that a little bit too. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. I mean, you know, it's 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 not really maybe even a. I'm I'm just saying for in that scene when you when you see what yeah. what Din Djarin does versus Boba yeah, I, Fett, I see what you're saying though. It yeah, shows yeah. to me it shows a little more experience on Boba Fett's side yeah. of what he's capable of. I will say um, on, on a side note, I will say this is one thing we didn't consider is like who you know. We don't really see it as much with Boba Fett um, in terms, like basically, who's more accurate with a shot, and like during, well, we know Din Djarin is he's a sharp insanely like, accurate. As we see in the Soka episode, he doesn't even look and turns. Some guy comes up over a roof and just turns around, like doesn't even turn around and just shoots him. So I, that's that's one thing I, I we didn't consider. I still am firm on my my answer, um, but but I I would almost say well, that, so we do see Boba Fett basically do the same thing. He gets um, they throw him a gun at some point, right, and then he just starts. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Now, I'm pretty sure he just starts taking him out with a gun too. One thing I would would combat with that, and I agree with it. But but we do see in that episode that he shoots that ship, and he does say like, "Oh, nice shot." He's like, "Well, I was aiming for the other one." Yeah, yeah. So he does admit that he's not the as as maybe as good a shot as he used to be. Yeah, but that was with like his his which I know it's like different nav computer but, thing. Well, technically, even then though, like I don't maybe that maybe he's assuming or maybe he's insinuating that the, the armor's old. I don't know. I mean. um Anyway, so it's it's negligible. I don't think that, that point uh, matters as much, but yeah, um, yeah. I, I the only I think I think Din could maybe win if 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 Boba had Grogu and was gonna kill. Grogu, yeah, he had a, a good reason to really fight. Maybe that pain. would maybe that would make him because because what we've seen, if if nothing else, what we've seen from Din Djarin is he does what he has to do to to like. We've seen him get beat up a lot throughout the, the yeah. two seasons, but like he survived, he's a survivor. Yeah, and and he'll do whatever it takes to to make sure that kid's okay. Yeah, and uh, but you know, in the, in the same sense, Boba Fett's a survivor too. I mean, he went in a Sarlacc pit, and yet somehow he's alive. <laughs> yeah, and true. I think I think in the end, it's very very close, and that's yeah. why I think our listeners made it fifty fifty. That's why I was 50/50. because yeah. in in the end, it is really close. It's a hard decision. Yeah, but I think I have to stick with Boba Fett. I think I'm on the same place. I mean, I, and the thing is, for me, it's almost—I wouldn't say it's almost a flip of a coin, but it, it, to me, it's almost like a flip of a coin. Um, to me, I, th- I think that, like, if, if if the opportunities, like, you know, if, if luck was on one other side, I think that would, you know, it would, it would turn the tide a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. You know, if something bad happened and one of them slipped and fell, that's going to help you more, and, and Din, Din might win or something. But I think it's super, super close. But I just think, comparing all the things that we talked about, I do agree. I think that Boba would have a little bit of an edge and would win. So, with all that being said, we went really deep today. <laughs> we were joking about well, how we wouldn't have much to say, and here we are at an hour and 42 minutes. <laughs> well, Alex Mason, you got your wish. You asked for Thanks more, a lot, and you dude. got You it. cursed us with the, the um, gift of gab. It, well, you know, we'll 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 cut it down a little bit. We have a portion to cut out. That's true. That's true. I don't know how many minutes it was, but we'll <laughs> Andrew be, we'll was having a little trouble. So <laughs> I was a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So so if you hear a weird glitch at the beginning, you'll know what it is. You'll know why. Um. Oh, I wasn't say. Gosh. Maybe about about next week or something. No, I oh. wasn't gonna say. Well, I wasn't no. gonna mention that, but yeah. I was gonna say. Um, you made me forget it again. What in the world? Oh, oh my gosh. Oh. My apologies, sir. <laughs> Oh, I was going to say, this This episode, I've noticed, was maybe not as, like, humorous. You know, sometimes we've had episodes where we just, like, was laughing 65% of the time. Um, but one thing I li- really liked about this episode, those of you who love Star Wars and likes lore and likes talk, you know, we got really deep and lore this week. We did get deep into and a lore, lot of different things. Uh, yeah, in a lot of different ways there, so. <laughs> so it, was a, it was a more serious episode. It but was. It, but it's good to have those every once in a while. I agree. So I'm hoping everybody enjoyed that. Um, you know, we're, we're still, we're still, uh. You know, we're not depressed or anything. Well, sort of. <laughs> no, I'm saying... Oh, Speak for yourself. <laughs> no, um, I was going to say, you know, we're still going to have some fun episodes, of course, and stuff like that. But this one was just more of like, hey, let's get dig deep into the lore. So I hope you guys enjoyed that this week. Went a little bit long, uh, per usual, but at this point, it's kind of normal. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and conclude for the week. Um, do you want to remind everybody that if you're listening to the end, thank you for continuing to listen to us if we go on for a while. <laughs> um, but uh, we just remind everybody that next Saturday, so Saturday the 30th at uh, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will be having our 
big, um, having our big one year anniversary live stream. At that point, we're going to have a, you know, we're going to have, we're going to have a schedule as we get closer. Um, but it's going to be super fun. I'm not going to bore you the details because we already said it. We're going to have really fun schedule with some trivia giveaways. We're going to have a merch drop and just, just so much really cool stuff to celebrate our one year anniversary and kind of like set a foundation for our future, future growth. Um, so please be there. Please share it. We're going to try to make a, an event thing. Please share that and uh, see if you can get some friends to come and watch us and interact stuff. And, uh, we would really appreciate it and we would love it. So again, we just want to thank everybody so much for your continued support towards our podcast. And we look forward to hearing from each and every one of you. Uh, please like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram for weekly polls, news, discussions, memes, and more. Uh, please also follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you could, please leave us a, a good review. We, that would mean a lot to us. But we thank you so much for listening, and we hope that you join us next week for episode 47, which is our one-year anniversary episode that we're going to do. But last but not least, may the Force be with you, and we thank you for joining the Jedi Eternal. Thank you.